Dear God, when Trina said, look back at me, was she talking about you or something else? Blessed be the fruit, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mucho gracias or whatever it is. Correct me on my Spanish later. Thank you so much for tuning into Outrageous Tales, the spiritual trap house. I am your host, Ray. And I'm still lit that you all decided to tune in with me today. This is episode four, and I'm extremely excited because if you know me personally, you know the number four is my favorite number. I don't know if it's because I'm part of the Beehive and number four is Beyonce's favorite number, but number four is my favorite number. So I already know this episode is going to be super lit. I already know. The name of the episode got you bent. It had me bent too. I was reading through Genesis. And I started, I, I, the story a lot just fell up on me. Like it fell on me heavy, like a very big overweight body just fell on top of me. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. But episode four, we about to talk all things, salt, sex, and incest. The story a lot and all the crazy, crazy, crazy things that happened to him. Y'all gonna have to dig deeper into the Bible after I give you all the story. So that you all can have a better understanding for yourself. But I'm just telling you what I read. And I'm just stating facts. And the scripture backed me up. And if you interpret it a different way, then that's on you. Being said, let's get into the episode. Thank you for tuning in to Outrageous Tales. Episode 4, Salt, Sex, and Incest. It is time for our outrageous announcements. I have four quick announcements for you before we get into um, the details. First announcement, it is the story of Amari Allen. If you're unfamiliar with it, this story was going around the shade room. It was on CNN, um, CBS, um, and things like that. And Amari Allen, she's a 12-year-old student from Virginia. She actually attends the Emmanuel Christian School. It's a private academy uh, for students uh, K through 12. And basically, Amari, she's a black young girl. She stated that three of her classmates, three white male classmates, pinned her down and cut off her locks. She stated that the boys called her dreadlocks ugly. They called them nappy. They called her ugly, and they told her that she shouldn't have never been born. And they also called her an attention seeker. And these students, you know, really tormented her and cut off her locks to the point where she became numb and mute. She couldn't even go home and tell anyone. She didn't tell any of her peers or, you know, any of the other teachers at the school or anything like that. The reason, you know, this story came out was because her parents saw that her locks were cut off and they asked her, Amari, what's wrong? What happened? And ultimately, you know, she told them. Now, the school did release a statement and basically, you know, they're they're saddened by the allegations and, you know, they're going to do whatever can be done to get to the bottom of it and things like that. But as of right now, there hasn't been any disciplinary actions 
that have taken place. So keep Amari lifted in your prayers. Keep these schools and the students because ultimately these behaviors that these children are displaying, they, in my opinion, they are learned behaviors. So just pray for our society because when we send our students, our, our children to school, we should not be fearful of things like this happening. Like a situation like this will scar a child for life and you never know the lasting impacts that it will have on, you know, a student's mental and emotional growth and development. So definitely keep Amari in your prayers. Follow the story because I'm looking for the disciplinary actions to take place because I want to see something done for her. Announcement number two, um, on a happy note, um, girlfriends, there's going to be a girlfriends reunion on Blackish next week, October the 8th. I'm super excited for this. The girlfriends cast have not been together since 2008. So um, in this episode, the girlfriends, they're going to play feminists in Bo, which is Tracy Ellis Ross, her support group. So I'm super excited to see the ladies link back up one more time. I think I might have a watch party. It's going to be super exciting, super, super, super exciting. I'm very, you know, happy to see them back together behind the lens. It's going to be crazy. Um, announcement number three. Forever 21, they officially filed for bankruptcy on Sunday, which was yesterday, September 29th. They uh, filed, I'm sorry, a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And apparently they have been trying different avenues to, you know, increase revenue and things like that. They had been stating that they might file bankruptcy, but they actually did go ahead and file bankruptcy on yesterday. Reportedly, they received uh, financing from JP uh, Morgan Chase Bank in the amount of $275 million. And then they also had um, $75 million from some partners or whatever. And it's just like they were doing everything in their power to, you know, generate some revenue and nothing worked. So ultimately, they filed bankruptcy. And I mean, Forever 21, they kind of have cheap quality clothing anyway. So it's not really surprising, especially with Fashion Nova. There's the website Sheen and Boo, all of the online, you know, boutiques and Instagram boutiques. So they've been struggling for a while. And with our generation, all we want to do is shop, shop, shop online. So it's kind of expected to a certain extent. So apparently they uh, plan to close 178 stores. Right now they have about 815 stores globally. So they plan to close all of their international stores as well as, you know, the smaller locations. They're not going to close any of the stores that are in major markets in the U.S. So RIP to Forever 21. I guess, you know, we got to pull one out for y'all. And announcement number four. So I'm really about to plug my girl Lexi B. Lexi B, she has a podcast called God Plus Girl. Um, it's God and then the plus sign and then girl. And her podcast is like one of my favorite spiritual podcasts ever. Um, Lexi is from St. Louis, so I kind of feel like, you know, I'm talking to my sister whenever I'm listening to her podcast. She definitely is spirit-led. 
I feel like I love her and I have never even met her. So if you're looking for another good podcast to tune into, definitely tune into God Plus Girl Podcast. She has been through some things, is going through some things, and she lets it all out. She, when I, when you all think I give it to you straight, she gives it to you straight, straight. So definitely tune into God Plus Girl Podcast. Um, I'll put her podcast in the description. I'll have it posted on social media somewhere so that you can see it. But definitely follow that podcast if you love Outrageous Tales. Being said, that brings us to the end on our announcements. Up next, we have Tales from the Bee. It's where I remix and retell those not-so-easy-to-follow Bible stories. I give it to you straight, no chaser. It's like the Spark Notes version of To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. Viewer discretion is advised, or whatever they say, at the beginning of Law & Order SVU. But this is the story of lots. And as always, I'm going to put the um, scriptures in the description. But basically, we're pulling from Genesis 18 and 19. I'm not giving you specific verses because it's two chapters. Just read the whole chapter, period. Um, so this is the story of Lot. It ain't cute, but it is what it is. It's really some ghetto things that really then took place in the Bible and this one just had me on edge. So, if you did not know, Lot is actually Abraham's nephew. Remember Abraham and Sarah from uh, Pull Out Game Strong? So, yeah. Um, so, one day, the Lord and two angels pretty much came up to Abraham and told, told Abraham that the land of Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be like God was going to lay down the hammer. He was going to shut it down. He pretty much told them they doing they sinning way too much in, in um, Sodom and Gomorrah. So I'm about to shut it down. I'm about to just tear it up. Nobody's about to get out. So the, it is what it is. And Abraham pretty much pleaded and asked God, he like, okay, God, you can do what you want to do. But my nephew Lot is there like, please don't let not, please let Lot live. Please let Lot live. So he like, just please do me one solid favor. Give, do me one solid Lord. Do me one solid Lord. So, you know, the Lord being who he is, he like, all right, bruh, chill. I'm going I'm to do you this solid. I'm going to make sure, you know, Lot and his family get out. So the two angels pretty much visited um, Sodom and Gomorrah and they were uh, disguised as two men. So they had came to the land of, uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot had knew that they had traveled. So Lot being the man that he is, he pretty much offered up his home to them. And he's like, okay, you all have been traveling at this point in time, the angels, cause they were sent there to warn him about what was about to go down in his town, but he didn't even know he was just offering up his place to them. So they ended up, you know, going to his house, um, chilling, just taking a break or whatever, um, Lot had cooked for them, really made them comfortable, had some good hospitality, just making sure they were straight. Next thing Lot knows, they preparing to go to bed. Everything been fine and dandy. Next thing Lot knows, he got a knock on the door. They getting ready to go to bed. So you already know it's like nighttime. Lot gets a knock at the door. When he opens up the door, 
no tea, no shade. If I'm lying, I'm dying. It's right in the Bible. Lot opens up the door. And when I tell you every single man from Sodom and Gomorrah and probably the surrounding little cities and towns was at his house, they surrounded the whole freaking house. Every man, old, young, famous, ugly, dirty, crippled, disabled, blind, one finger, two finger, every man. The Bible said every man. Every man was at his house. Every man surrounded his house. And they pretty much was like, um, a lot. Them two, them two dudes who came through who in your house, uh, bring them outside for me. For us, actually. And Lot like, bring them outside. What do you want me to? Y'all finna fight them? Like, what's the tea? Like, what do y'all want? Y'all want me to bring these men outside? They like, yeah, bring them outside. Lot like, okay, what's up? What's going on? Bring them outside for what? Basically, they were like, yeah, we we trying to see what's up. We trying to put them in rotation. Lot looking like, what the heck? Put them in rotation? Basically, they was gay and they wanted... They wanted some of them two fresh men. I guess they were new in town and they was trying to see what was up with, you know, they was trying to put them in rotation like they do in prison. Well, I've never been in prison, but you know, like on on the prison TV shows, they were trying to put them little things in rotation. So right, a lot like, whoa, 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 chill, 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 chill. He like, no, I got, I got two uh, virgin daughters y'all can have, but lot probably already knew that they was gay and they weren't going to take the virgin daughters. And the dudes, they were like, nah, we want them. So imagine a whole army of men just trying to gang rape two men. Y'all trying to really, really. So that's how you know for a fact the sexual sin in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was real. Y'all y'all done waited for two men who y'all ain't never seen before to get to town. And y'all finna say, put them, bring them outside so we can put them in rotation. So a lot like, oh, no. Nah. So at this point in time, the angel's like, Oh, no, like, what the heck? Oh, no. So the angel's like, like, you got to get your uh, wife and your two daughters. Y'all got to go right now in a hurry. Um, You all need to travel to this area because God is God has God has already said that he's going to shut it down. He's going to burn this city down like everything. Everybody has got to go. The sexual sin. Y'all just on some nasty, freaky, crazy, nasty, nasty stuff. And, you know, the sin, it's just too much sin. We got to start over. We got to we gotta wipe out everybody and start fresh because y'all just on some other stuff. Like, this is like Pornhub gone wild. This is like orgy crazy. Like, this is like XXXXXXX, PornTube, YouTube, all the nasty demonic websites. They like, oh, no, nah, we got to go. So the angels told them, you know, flee or y'all going to get killed with everybody else. And he told them, you know, whatever you do, do not look back. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep hustling. Go. Don't look back. Um, so Lot and his family, they was hustling. Like, imagine just you just running because, you know, like, like your town, wherever you live at your city, like it was just going to everything was going to erupt in fire. So I'm thinking I'm sitting here like, oh, God, what if that happened in Dallas? I'll be running. Oh, God, I probably wouldn't be running fast, but I'd be like on takeoff. I wouldn't even look back like I'm not going to die, period. So they just hustling. And the way that I envisioned it was lot first, followed by his wife and then his two daughters. So they hustling, they hustling, they hustling. And for some reason, maybe it was just because, you know, you're running from 
your home and where you spent, you know, so much time where you raised your kids, um, you know, just everything that you experience at home. That's where you're, that's your safe haven. That's where you love and spread love. And that's where you're, you pray and worship. And that's just where you're, that's like your life. So, um, Lot's wife, she ended up looking back and boom, she turned into a pillar of salt. And Lot lost his wife right then and there. But him and his daughters, they did not look back. They kept pressing forward. They kept hustling. They kept running. Um, So when they finally got to a safe space, they kind of just set up shop in a cave, Lot and his two daughters. And they, I, I guess at the time, the daughters, they really didn't know if they were the last people left on earth. So... They ended up, I don't know what was going on in their minds, probably because they came from Sodom and Gomorrah as well. But in their in their eyes, in their opinion, they were the last two women and one man, their father on earth. So the sisters kind of plotted together, um, came up with this scheme to get there, to get their father lot drunk so that they can have sex with him to have kids. Now, I don't know what the heck is going on in their mind, but me... I'm never about to lay down with my daddy. Like, ill. Who? Ill. Preston, ill. Who even thinks about stuff like that? Ill. That, ill. But the sexual sin was so great. So it's like, what, what, what more do you even think would come from it? Just based off, you know, where they come from. So one night they get the daddy so lit and in the Bible, it pretty much states lot. Don't know. Lot couldn't remember a thing. He don't even remember going to like having sex with them. He don't, he was so intoxicated. Kind of, kind of reminds me of my freshman year of college when we used to have uh Hennessy Wednesdays, he and win with the bros, with the Omegas. We just used to get drunk, drunk. And just, we used to drink from the time we got out of class on Wednesday till the time it was until it was time to go to class again on Thursday. We were just drinking. I don't even know how people in college had that much alcohol. We were just drinking, 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 just passed out. And, you know, they really got him so drunk. The oldest daughter had sex with him one night. He woke up. He didn't even know what had happened. He didn't even know that, you know, his his daughter had took advantage of him. His daughter raped him. What type of stuff is that? Ew. So that happened the first night. Then the second night, her go to the youngest daughter. She didn't, they didn't got him drunk or whatever. And basically she didn't lay down with the man, help, help Jesus. And, you know, he was so drunk again. He didn't know when he didn't know anything. He didn't know anything at all. And they ended up, both of them ended up getting pregnant um, by their father And that was pretty much, that's pretty much how chapter 19 ends. And the story of Lot, it kind of, it was three different messages out of the short passages, the the two chapters or whatever. It was three very, very, very solid, solid, solid um, lessons that I kind of learned from those, um, from, you know, the whole story of Lot. Um, Lesson number one, I ultimately learned that when you sin, when you commit sin so great, God is literally going to shut stuff down. Like if you keep sinning and you keep just doing all, it's not even just like the sexual sin. Cause I know a lot of people, they were stating that, um, the Lord, you know, kind of 
demolish Sodom and Gomorrah because of the homosexual sins. Granted, I'm not saying that that wasn't one of the sins that occurred, which ultimately led to it. But if you dig further into your readings, like you learn that it was sins greater than just, you know, homosexuality. So in Ezekiel 16, verse 49 through 50, it states, um, now this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter were arrogant, overfilled and un overfed and unconcerned. They did not help the poor or needy. Um, they, they did detestable things before me. So basically he was saying like, you know, they were fat and uncomfortable. In my opinion, they were just fat, uncomfortable and, and didn't help the people. So it was sins outside of the sexual sins. And, and then in June, uh, or outside of homosexuality, then in Jude 7, it stated that um, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding town and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immortality and perversion. So it was just a lot of sexual sin in general that was going on. A lot of sin, like just in general, of people not helping people, people just being, you know, sinners. And God pretty much shut it down. So whenever you are deep into your sin, like do not think God won't pull you up out of it one way or, or another. And Unfortunately for Sodom and Gomorrah, the, the towns were pretty much, everyone was killed. Everything was wiped out except for Lot. So whenever you're sin, sinning, don't expect God to not shake you up a little bit. I mean, I feel like it's 2019, everybody having um, a little sex. So don't be surprised when you catch a little STD or when you catch a little pregnancy or both of them. And, you know, that's just like one sin, but it's just like when you sin, God is going to shake some, shake some things up so that you understand that he's the alpha and omega, that you're not necessarily, that you're not doing what it is that he's called you to do. So he's going to make it clear that, you know, you messing up rotation. Um, the second thing that I took from the story of Lot was his wife looking back. Bruh, if God tells you if he's already manifest and showed you, like the angels told them, you will live. You will not die. Just don't look back. If God has already told you that you have, that he has greater for you and he's already promised you an abundance of things, if he's already told you what it is, don't look back. Looking back is nothing but a distraction. Looking back will only take you back to where you're trying to escape from. Looking back will have you caught up in a situation and circumstance that God has already promised to pull you out of. Think about, you know, all the relationships that it took you so hard and so long to get out of. But, you know, you looking back, you sliding back in DMs, you double tapping on old pictures. That's going to take you back to a state mentally that God has already taken you from or God has already shown you greater was coming for you. So don't look back. If God tells you that he has something greater from you, if God is trying to save you from something and you feel it wholeheartedly, do not look back because it's only going to take you back. Whether, you know, for Lot's wife, it killed her, but you never know, you know, how far back looking back is going to take you. So don't look back at it, period. Don't look back at it. And then finally, I was really trying to think, okay, God, why, what in the name of nasty McNass Nass is going on with these daughters to want to have sex with their father? Like, uh, I'm literally like sick. Uh, 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 it's so gross to even think, uh, to even think about that. And I'm like, okay, God, why would that happen? Why would that occur? 
and God pretty much placed it in my heart. Like it happened because they didn't ask me. They didn't put me first. The only reason why had the had they had prayed and asked, you know, God, okay, God, what's going on? Like, are you going to send us to heaven or what's the tea, God? Sometimes when I pray, I'm just like, okay, what's up, God? Let me know what it is. Had they had just taken a couple seconds to just pray and ask God, God would have let them know, you know, how to go about, you know, what it is that they ultimately uh, wanted. Because God knows our heart's desires. Sometimes we just need to ask him and allow him to show us. They took it upon themselves to go ahead and lay down with their father instead of praying and asking, you know, him to order their steps. And ultimately their, their kids and their offsprings were ultimately, um, they were ultimately, you know, cast out, I guess, for the sins of, you know, their mothers. And in Deuteronomy 23 and 3, um, it states that, um, their offspring was hostile to Israel and forbidden from entering into the assembly of the Lord. So it's like, sometimes you have to be mindful of what you're doing now, because what you're doing now may impact and affect those around you or may impact and and affect the life of your children. So the sins that you sin and you do today may not just be on you. Like it may not just be your sin. So you have to be mindful and be careful of the things that you do now because they have an impact on other people as well. And always, you know, order your steps and always always ask God to order your steps. Always pray to God and ask him what it is and what it ain't. Um, I feel like a lot of times with our generation, we're not necessarily asking God. And I, I cannot stress this enough. God is not some big, bad wolf up in heaven just waiting to strike us down. He's really not. He's really there. He's our father. He's our daddy. He wants us to be close to him. He wants us to spend time with him. I promise you, if you just spend time and like, and if you just pray and ask him, you know, for certain things, for clarity, for understanding, I promise without a shadow of a doubt, he will do that for you. Being said, I think that's it with the story a lot. So number one, when you sin, God going to get you together. Number two, if God has something greater for you and you know that, don't look back. Don't allow your past to hinder you. Number three, you're going to be doing some nasty, freaky, weird things if you don't ask God for clarity and understanding. Being said, That's the story a lot. Episode four, salt, sex, and incest. Question. How good was the pullout last week? All right. So today's pullout story is really a quick snippet of things that happened to me last week. So everyone knows that I've kind of been going through this journey of health, wealth, mental health and wealth. So last week I had really been struggling because I was supposed to take some time off from work to really focus on, you know, getting better. And I will say that last week was my uh, first day, you know, off and on this mental health and clarity and understanding, you know, time off from work. So If you've been looking for me, that's where I am. I had already had the time approved off, 
But ultimately, I was just scared to go. And sometimes you're just used to getting a paycheck every two weeks. You're used to waking up and going to work every week that you don't really that when you do have the time off, you're almost in a sense scared to take it off. And, you know, I have a team under me at work and I was really like, you know, hesitant about leaving because it's like, what am, what is my team going to do? And that's going to put all the work off on one other person. But it's like, if you're not healthy mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, you're not going to be there for your team either way. And ultimately I was being, you know, more of a burden on myself than even helpful at work. So, um, yeah, I really got to the point I prayed about it and I'm like, okay, God, I had just kind of chose one day and I kept on pushing it off. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. And I'm just, I feel a little bit more at peace just because I am able to put some time aside to actually figure out me to get back in my healthy space. And if you feel like you're going through depression, anxiety, and things like that, and you need resources, please reach out to me. I can definitely try to help you all find um, a therapist that can assist. And if you want to know, you know, how specifically um, I'm doing and things like that, like definitely let me know. And I can give you as much resources, give you the resources that you all need so that, you know, we can ultimately be, be better people because I feel like the stigma regarding mental health is always brushed under the rug and people don't take it as seriously as if you had been, if you needed to undergo major surgery. Like, of course, they'd be like, okay, yes, take all the time you need off. But ultimately, your mental health is just as relevant as anything else that you would need time off for medically. So definitely, if you need the time, there are resources available. Reach out to me or you know, your peers that may have some insight on it because getting us healthy and back to a, head, a healthier state will ultimately allow us to do what God has called us to do. So my pullout story, it may not be big to you all, but it's definitely big for me. The fact that I actually took that leap of faith to do what God has called me to do, to take a break, to rest and restore and to get my mind and body right because I don't want to be in no psych ward doing anything or on suicide watch or anything like that. So definitely take the time if you need it. Reach out to me if you need additional help or resources. And that's all I got for you today. So we finally made it to the end of episode four, Salt, Sex, and Incest. Thank you so much for tuning in to Outrageous Tales, The Spiritual Trap House. I really appreciate all the likes, listens, shares, and followers that I have. You guys, I love you all so much, so, so, so much. Also, I want to thank you all for actually setting your SMART goals that I challenged everyone to set for last week. Thank you so much for the ones, um, for those who shared their stories with me and their goals with me. I really appreciate that. For this week, I challenge everyone to state five affirmations before you leave for work, school, or wherever you, you know, go during the day. Set five affirmations for yourself and share some affirmations with your friends as well. So I'll start with my affirmations. Um, I am strong. I am love. I am powerful. I am peace. I am clarity. So set some or say some similar for yourself as well. And we're going to go ahead and pray out. Hey, God, it's us again. God, we don't know when this race will end in our life. 
It feels like, God, we've been running forever. And we are tired, God. God, help us to stop trying to outrun the pain. But rather, God, give us endurance to finish the race. God, sometimes it feels like it's never going to stop. But we know, as always, there's peace in you, God. And when you tell us to keep pressing forward and you tell us to not look back, God, God, give us a little bit more endurance so that we can keep pushing, God. God, we're not going to look back. We're going to keep our eyes on you. And God, thank you so much just for loving us unconditionally. Thank you so much for peace. Thank you so much for understanding. God, you are so dope to us. God, give us the strength to endure it another week. We love you so much. Shine, Lord.